All right, welcome to the In the Pattern Podcast, Oshkosh Edition 2022, Episode Delta. We've got the whole gang here at uh, Camp Bacon uh, this evening. It's, uh, it's uh, Friday evening, late Friday evening, and uh, we're finally getting together uh, to do All four a podcast. Of us in one spot. Yeah, imagine yeah. that. It's, it's <laughs> been a little bit of a a little bit of a, a an issue because uh mark and i are uh, camping together and not in bacon and so it's been difficult to get us all together so anyways we're here let's kind of let's kind of go around the horn as it were and kind of see how our odd co- who, who got here first i got here monday i got here saturday night okay and you we got in monday morning okay and you got here uh wednesday tuesday tuesday tuesday, tuesday right. after uh, evening all right, well let's let's start here off uh, off to my right here. Uh, you got here Sunday, uh, uh, earliest one here. Saturday. Saturday, I mean. <laughs> so dur- we should have dur- heard all about all about their adventures yeah, this you've, weekend. You've talked to us a couple times. Yeah. Uh, we're on Alpha Bravo and Charlie. We left, however, on Wednesday and had an adventurous trip home. Uh, but uh, we re- we returned today and flew down. So Michelle and I got in the Arrow and flew in and we almost made it to the Fisk approach before the air show um, but didn't quite we were about five ten minutes late mm. and so we were told to go away so we went down to Portage uh, found a restaurant on the field oh, uh, and nice. had a Wisconsin Friday night fish fry okay and uh, then came back and took a nap Portage uh, is kind of the beginning of the arrival now it, uh, when it's really, really backed up, it starts at Portage or south of Portage. Yeah. yeah. When I was following along during uh, last week, I guess, I was like going, oh my gosh, they're so bad. Ba-. It was like... It's almost Madison. I saw 25 yeah. miles south of Portage as far as bad as I saw it. Yeah. And that's almost Madison. Yeah. Right. I mean, exactly. It's, it's, it's a long ways away. Um, but it was pretty dead when we got there. Uh, we, we just landed and, yeah. and chilled and... Uh, then we're listening to the Fisk approach on live ATC because we couldn't pick it up from the ground. And they started talking about how they were going to, the air show was going to end at 6.30 and there'd be some or some departures and then they'd start letting in arrivals. So we're like, well, we're, we're 20 minutes out. Um, let's get, let's get moving. Yeah. And so we launched and we got there. We were near Green Lake around 6.30, and they're like, yeah, the air show's not done yet. Uh-huh. And they started sending people around Rush Lake. Oh. And we were the second last plane to start the Rush Lake hold, and then they started the Green Lake hold, but two planes behind us. And <laughs> so we did one trip around, um, you know, 90 knots, just tootling along. And uh, we had a Mooney who did not understand what 90 knots was and he mm. kept crawling up on us uh, and so to get separation from him when they finally cleared us to 3-6 they said you know may, you know, add, a, add 10 knots okay. and, and just gain some separation um, so we didn't have enough going on so we added an extra 10 knots and uh, uh, had a re- you know, nice uneventful approach and landing on the red square on three six right and a long rollout and then the obligatory two and a half mile taxi to the north 40 so that you can actually uh camp then we got that you know got the plane shut down tied down unpacked the luggage 10 minutes to get onto a bus 
that took us to a tram. We got the last tram, which included everybody that was going to see Maverick tonight. Oh, yeah. So it was it was filled. There were teenagers sitting on top of teenagers. There were probably 70 people on this stupid tram. Wow. Then we got to walk um, the rest of the way over to here. The The show for Maverick, we walked past the theater in the... Or, whatever the theater is um and it was absolutely shoulder to shoulder full the whole outside area was there must have been two thousand people just crammed into this tiny little tiny little area they had the one of the guys that was the principal photography for the f-18 work was there and was talking about being in aviation as we were walking by exhausted um and and here we are. We're back at we're back at Camp Bacon, and, and then like most of you guys are leaving tomorrow. Yeah. One, one of our Baconites <laughs> said that uh, Cruz was here at Oshkosh. Uh, that now, that was know. yesterday, but I I cannot confirm nor deny. I can imagine I can imagine who would have been partying with Tom Cruise. Right, and you can figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, tell us about uh, the flight in. So you, Mark got to fly in with. Uh, his buddy Keith in the Cirrus, all the way from uh, Sacramento. Yep, yep. It was a uh, pretty uneventful flight in. I'll, I'll say that uh, we did. Uh, we just made two stops, and uh, our first, our, our our final stop Thursday was um, into uh, Mason City, Iowa. Um, it was a thriving it, metropolis. The thriving <laughs> metropolis, but it's it's crazy because nice. it's got two it's got two really nice long runways. Uh, we stopped there to, to meet up with some friends, uh, one being in part of our group, uh, Greg. And, uh, and Greg flies out of the same airport at, at Glendale. At, no, 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 that's no, Roger. I'm thinking. No, of. you're thinking of Roger. Uh, Glenn or uh, Greg actually just moved to uh, near you, uh, Flying Cloud. Flying Cloud. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. So that's where he's moved his operations to. But uh, anyway, we went from Mason City that Thursday night. And we got into, um, uh, I'm having a brain dump. It's that late on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, where, do we, where do we stage? Oh, oh, I don't know the name of that city that was that's Janesville? down. Janesville. Janesville, thank, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Good Lord, I, I had this all in my head already. Um, so yeah, we actually got into Janesville uh, late Thursday night. Uh, got back to the hotel and then got back out uh, Friday morning where we do Friday, Saturday, we prep for the arrival. We go out and do practice runs, three ship to up to five ship. Um, we have several practice areas out there working with tower. Uh, it's all a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Um, then uh, we prepped, we got to the airport, oh, dark 30 Sunday morning, hoping we were going to be able to go and the weather just did not uh, comply. Um, our leader, our flight lead, uh, Will Garber, did an amazing job trying to get us in, but the, our standard operating procedures are nothing. Uh, we've got to have clear, you know, uh, everything has to be clear below 3,000 feet, and we never got that. It was um, 300 overcast Sunday morning. Absolutely. Yeah. It was just terrible. And then we were actually fired up, taxiing out, getting, we had done our run-ups. We were 21 ship ready to go, 24 ship, excuse me, ready to go, and we literally watched the ceiling fall at Janesville, it went from it went from uh, 3,500 down to 600 feet. As we were sitting in the planes, we we're like, "Oh, this is not good." So we taxi back, shut down, and uh, we waited to see if it would clear. And we basically waited there all day. Uh, we had an opportunity where we could have come in, but uh, 
we had a large safety meeting and everybody agreed, mostly our leadership agreed that, uh, yeah, we're not going to chance it. That's just too many birds in the air at the same time with questionable weather. So uh, we postponed until Monday morning, uh, got back out to the airport, oh, dark 30, and it was a crystal clear, beautiful morning. You couldn't have asked for anything better. So we cranked up and the agreement was uh, if you can get to Osh at 7 a.m., we'll let you come in. So our leader being the the uh, now retired uh, army uh, colonel that he is, uh, very he's very precise in a lot of things he does. We literally touched down at seven o'clock on uh, on uh, Monday, Monday morning. Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his plane squeaked. We got cleared in, and his plane squeaked literally at seven o'clock. And then we had at that time we had uh, twenty one ships coming in in three ship uh, Vic formations. Uh, into uh, three six left and right, and uh, yeah, we, we got everybody down in about three and a half minutes. Uh, did the long taxi like everybody else, and then only to, to the find opposite direction to only to find out because we usually go over to the north over by the uh, Hilton Gardens mm-hmm. to be turned and head to the south south oh. south end of the field. We were literally parked about two hundred yards from County Road N. Yeah, we saw your planes. <laughs> As we were coming in for three six right. So we're thinking, oh cool, they're gonna park us down near show center. We're on the pavement. We keep going and then we hit the grass and we kept going and going and going. And then guys are squawking going, Hey, I've got Janesville weather. Uh welcome to Fond du Lac. Yeah. You know, there's all this all this chatter. It's it's kind of funny. But yeah, so we ended up parking down there and uh, we had a it was actually very uneventful, but uh, early in the morning it was gorgeous. So Yeah. Yeah, I was we were very glad to be here. It's kind of fun hanging out down there a little bit, seeing uh, the planes coming in to land because they're they're coming right in over top of you, fairly low, mm-hmm. making their turns right there. So I think our I think our campground was uh, we were offset from from three six left, maybe a hundred yards. Yeah, I don't know what the actual clearance is, but uh, and then we were probably another eighth of a mile down. Yeah. So. Approach traffic or landing traffic was was right over the top of us. For the some of the uh, air show stuff was so cool because they're hauling they're hauling tail down the down the runway, especially the military stuff, and they're like right on top of our heads. And yeah, oh, yeah that was kind of cool. And then all the landings, you know, none of them want to land long to let you watch the landing. They all want to try and hit the end. I mean, it's five miles of runway there, <laughs> and anyways, two miles at least. It's it's eight thousand feet. Yeah. So, so as uh, some of the some of the planes are landing, we're counting rivets. Yeah. Oh, hey, that was kind of cool. The E two Hawkeyes that came in this morning, they were right there in front of us. That yeah. was kind of neat. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I came in by uh, human mailing tube, thanks uh, to Allegiant, um, on Monday morning or Monday afternoon, that is. And uh, Mark and Keith came up to Appleton and and picked me up. So, uh, my day really started on on Tuesday more or less, and. And I was kind of more or less on a fact-finding mission this year to talk to some some insurance companies, and I was kind of hoping to get around and meet some uh, some aircraft owners and talk to them about some of the various airplanes that I'm interested in specifically. And haven't really every time I see one of the planes, I've never really found anyone standing next to it because it's kind of later in the day and stuff. So I guess I need to. I'll be here early in the morning, so I'll just uh, wait outside someone's tent till they get up. Hi, would you like to talk about your aircraft? You know? <laughs> and do you have a cup of coffee? Because I'm tired. You know, <laughs> that's not awkward at all. So not at all. No, they all have coffee. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
other than that, the show's been, I'd say, huge. Um, in my opinion, I think that it's probably last year there was like six hundred thousand ish, uh, and I would, I would, I would dare to guess there might be seven hundred thousand this year, only because we're gonna have a lot of um, the um, what do you call it, like uh, people from out of country that mm, COVID would have kept away, right? The international mm. people, because. I mean, even Ken Mist from Canada w wasn't able to come because of the problems getting back and forth. So uh, w there's a big Canadian pre presence here as, as well as several other countries. So we'll see how that turns out for this year. But uh, one thing I'll say is that we, in my 11 years coming here, I haven't found a better week of weather so far. It's been just about perfect, except for Saturday when our tent got flooded. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Saturday before the week started, yeah, that was... That we got we got the bad the bad uh, uh, storm out of the way so prior to the week which which seems good since I've been here it's been fantastic yeah right <laughs> yeah. yeah coming it, from that nice humid hot yeah. you know east coast weather yeah yeah it's been cool and dry and northwest winds the whole time and it's it's supposed to get back to kind of stupid hot again this coming week after the show's done but perfect perfect we'll yeah, take it exactly yeah. the, the wind has been i think the best thing because there's been such it's, a nice breeze yeah because yeah. in the sun it gets you know it still gets hot in the sun but the breeze keeps you cool and then you I, go in the shade and it's almost like chilly yeah <laughs> oh i think that actually the, the wind late from around here no <laughs> i think the actual wind was coming like it seemed like coming from behind me most of the day like uh west uh sort of like there was a cross crosswind landing for most of the people coming in off that mm -hmm. 3618. It was almost directly down the ultralight runway. Yeah, yeah. We were sitting over there them. this morning and it was just like straight in. Yeah, they were yeah. digging it. They were digging it. It was making making good for the sh some short field uh, ta uh, landings and takeoffs for them at least. Um, speaking of that, have you got to go see any of the stole competitions this year? I've, I haven't seen them yet. I didn't see any of the stole competitions, but uh, Owen and I went down. Today we did ultralights and warbirds was kind of our main thing today. And so we spent most of the morning down there at Ultralights. And uh, we were just watching because they were doing rides and stuff in um, a lot of the light sport and um, a couple of but, uh, those glider ones. Oh, hand, power gliders. Power, yeah, power yeah gliders, there's yeah. like one of those and a couple of other glider things. stuff, yeah. Yeah, so we were watching those for a little bit. And then they switched over at 1130 to uh, Rotocraft. Yeah. Um, which... So I've got I've gotten Owen, you know, I keep asking him before the show, I'm like, hey, do you want to learn to fly? You want to learn to fly? He's like, no, I'm going to be a Minecraft YouTuber. That's like his thing. <laughs> and he can't do both at the same time, right? And I'm like, dude, you can get your pilot certificate and still, like, do the Minecraft thing. Like, Introduce it's fine. him to Rick Felty. Right? Yeah. So Or Chris Holden. He was, like, stuck on that. And then finally today, after uh, we, did the, we did a helicopter ride yesterday, which I'll get into he a little bit. He did the Bell 47? Yeah. Nice. So today he finally was like, yeah, I'm going to fly helicopters. Okay. And I was like could have picked a cheaper one <laughs> yeah okay. that was he said that earlier and i was like oh so you hate your money yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hoping one day he figures that out yeah. and he's gonna be fine but yeah so we watched those and the the helicopters were fun though because they were uh because i've done the stole ones you know which is entertaining but the helicopters they got up and the one guy he's in this like single seat you know home built yeah. helicopter mm -hmm. jet jet helicopter it's called a, it's called a, a mosquito yeah so cool. No, no, the mosquito was another one actually. Yeah. Because there was another mosquito. Oh. There was a mosquito one that had like blown up. Oh, it had, it, it, yeah, for uh, um, uh, seaplane, seaplane type stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, he he got up and he was uh, he had a cone over there, 
So we knocked the cone over, picked it up, took it up over the other side of the runway, put it back down, put it back up. (laughs) And then like five minutes later, you see another helicopter come over and he was a little bigger one. And he kept trying to do it (laughs) and he couldn't get it. (laughs) Yeah. But the first guy, after he put it down... Like, instead of a stole competition for the small planes, they do... (laughs) They do the cone. Can you open a beer bottle? Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, I've seen that before. Someone duct tapes a a beer bottle opener to the end of a skid, and then you got to open a beer. That's some some talent there. Yeah, so he did that, and then he started doing, like, donuts around it, just, like, circling the... uh, the cone. It was it was fun. Owen, Owen like had fun watching it. A few hours that. in helicopters, huh? Uh, yeah, just nice. a few. Yeah. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. So that was. We did get to check that out this morning. I didn't get over for the Twilight one, which I kind of wanted to do. Yeah. It was nice when we were over in the old Camp Bacon because we could just watch the Twilight Fest from camp. Yeah. <laughs> but it's convenient area. Yeah. Um, we still got to start at EAA chapter somehow. Yeah. Somehow. But yeah, we did that, and then we did Warbirds in the afternoon. Um, though by the time we got over there. You know, we did we did a couple, couple bits of warbirds, and then we started going out to where the jets are along that that closed runway. Oh. Okay. Um, and then to do the bombers, of course, right as we get out there, they're like, everybody out, air show's about to start. We're oh. kicking everybody out. It's that, like, that, ah, that happened to us yesterday. <laughs> they do that like thirty minutes prior to them even doing anything with those planes, I think. But it, it takes them a while to get everybody yeah. on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we got kicked out. Went and got a sweet treat and, and watched the air show for a little bit, though he didn't really care. He does not care about the uh, the afternoon air show. Not a bit. Really? Yeah, doesn't care about the afternoon air show. But the night air show yeah, on Wednesday, different. he was all over that. That's Stayed cool. up for the whole thing, just watching it. Like, thought it was a blast. Yeah, That was pretty spectacular. Yeah. It was a good night. It was the, one that, of the better night air shows the they've ones. done. They yeah. blew up a lot more than I thought they were going yeah, to. I agree. Because <laughs> they went, they let off a wall of fire, and I was like, really? Are they not doing the mushroom cloud this year? So, then they let off a bigger wall of fire. Yeah. <laughs> we landed today right after, obviously, right after the air show had ended, and there was still something smoking yeah. on the side of 36 <laughs> left. And yeah. we were really curious what they blew up. Like, <laughs> like there was this 50-foot diameter patch of grass, and it was smoking. The, yeah, that might have been from last night. No, no. The, the, the <laughs> last thing to go tonight was uh, when Fifi came over, and so they 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 Fake did bombs. like they did that. You know, it goes boom, 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 boom. They did yeah. so many of them though. They probably did seven or eight of those to make <clears throat> not a wall of fire, but so it's a wall of fire in stages. Yeah, really, in stages, what they did. exactly. Yeah, they were blowing up a lot this yeah. this afternoon. Yeah, I was listening to the Air Boss and stuff on, on the radio while I was down there photographing it and. And uh, the pyro team goes, hey, we need these guys to come back around and do another pass, or we need a bomber pass so, I, so we can get rid of the rest of the stuff. Right. Like, and he's trying to get them to land, he goes, because everything's running behind, as usual, you know, so. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So they did, a, they did a few extra, or they, they, had to, they had to send the planes around a couple extra times just so Pyro would have a reason to blow something up. for no, Well, for I mean, they can't reason. do anything with it once it's there and loaded, right? right it, pretty it's, much. It's, it's got to go. It's hot. Yeah. It needs to go. Right. They don't want aircraft taking off next yeah. week. Yeah. M- Mark and I went down to uh, uh, Warbirds uh, day before yesterday and listened to uh, Bud Anderson. Yeah, that was awesome. Bud Anderson, 100 years old, uh, because they were having uh, a talk about his... Uh, his planes that he flew and stuff and the p-39 aero cobra and stuff like that and so he was there and like his son and his, his son and daughter were there yeah. they came out later um jack roush actually flew jack him Roush flew him oh in gosh. yeah um jack didn't fly jack, didn't jack have, had him flown yeah um uh, <laughs> totally triggered yeah from northern he, he, he don't have the, the best osh history does he 
he, he actually lives uh, probably about 20 minutes from me, uh, Bud does. And uh, uh, so Jack had him flown out here on one of his planes. And, uh, but it was great to see him out there. He's, he's still at 100 years old. They, telling stories and, and loving every minute of it. And they, they got him a ride in, in uh, one of the old Crow P-51 Mustangs. And they yeah. were talking about trying to get this 100-year-old man up into a Mustang, you know. And Yeah, that's, were, a, that's a bit of a climb. They are like, they were talking about getting a crane to just drop me in. <laughs> 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 he had quite a sense of humor still. And, uh, so, and he has some great stories. So he was just telling, talking about some more stories and stuff. And he goes, you know, a fighter pilot can't talk without his hands, you know. So if I had to sit on my hands, we wouldn't have any stories to talk about. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was so I was on a six, and then you know you got to use your hands. It's great for podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a visual medium. So th- there were a couple other guys that were sitting up there with him too, and I have completely forgot their names. But uh, one of them was from the what was it the the Texas Confederate Air Force Wing that actually did the the did the. Uh, Oh, one the of the restorations of the yeah, Cobra of the Aracobra. Might have been, so, yeah, yeah, and uh, interesting aircraft with mid-engine and a, and a great big uh, eight foot, eight, eight or twelve foot like uh, drive shaft going through your legs to the front prop, and then out the front prop in the center of the prop is it was like a thirty-nine millimeter, thirty-seven, thirty-seven millimeter cannon. You know, pretty <laughs> interesting you had, plane. You had, you had thirty rounds oh, of thirty-seven millimeter. Yeah, like thirty rounds in it. It's like I you, you better be a good shot. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, hopefully, it was semi-automatic too, right? <laughs> An eight ten, it's bolt not. Action. Yeah, it's a bolt action for the inside of the plane. That'd be great. That'd be too good. That's a big Remington yeah. seven hundred right there. <laughs> so, heck yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of good stories to tell about it, um, how much he liked it, how much he fought with it, uh, and then on to when he was flying Mustangs. But uh, Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, typical air show stuff, as usual. Had, had some interesting planes have came and gone. Um, Talk about the, this afternoon's what showed up? Uh, the E-2 Hawkeye. I've never seen one of those. I was surprised how fast those things were. What, what showed up after that? Frickin' MiG-29? Hello? <laughs> a MiG... I never thought I'd see it, one of those in my life, or anything similar of that generation, right? Now we got MiG-17s, MiG-19s, or 18s, or whatever. I don't know. But a, a, 20, a 29, that's a 4th gen, gen Russian fighter, and it's such a badass paint job. Uh, it was so digital it, camo kind of thing. Yeah, so it came in uh, with like-painted L-39s on its wings. And two Alpha Jets. And two Alpha Jets. Mm. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's the black-white-gray digital camo, and it was phenomenal. So I guess Paul Allen had bought this uh, before he, he passed away, right? And, uh, and then now, I don't know the guy's name off the top of my head. We'll have to look it up later or whatever. Ends up buying that along with these Alpha Jets and L-39s to kind of create this whole thing. This dude's got a couple of dollars, I guess, extra laying around. But uh, it was it was unexpected because I didn't have a I didn't have a show program to know what was coming in, and I was like I couldn't get to my camera fast enough because I, I was like, wasn't expecting this. There's dark trail coming from the exhaust, which you're not used to seeing in fairly modern jets. This is a dirty Russian jet, you know, blowing back black smoke out the back of it. I. You know, kind of reminds me of what you'd see F-14s do or, you know, B-52s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. Quite a treat. It, we were. I was actually cracking up because Chris and I and Keith were going to go to dinner. 
and we're in separate parts of the uh, the field, and we're going to meet at the, uh, the, yeah. the main main entrance. And uh, we all stopped, and he's texting me. He's all, "I need to get pictures of this. It's going to take me a minute." I'm all, "Take your time, because I'm right there with you." Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it was it was exciting. I'd like to go see it uh, close up, but uh, now we don't have time. Yeah, it uh, it sh- should be at, at uh, I almost said Aeroshell at Boeing Plaza. I think they, they set it right up there in the middle. So. Hopefully they do a little demo stuff with it again tomorrow. That would be, That'd cool. be great. That'd be great. So, anything uh, special you guys have have, have, have seen uh, out of the ordinary that's not always here? I'm not, not always here. I mean, the the big thing, I guess, my son is not always here. So that's There's kind of been like my week, one, right? Yeah. There's, it's, it's the start of a tradition. How now. tired are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is Pretty kid, tired. Is Kid Venture everything you thought it was going to be? <laughs> you know, part of the problem is, is some of it's like eight and up, <laughs> and yeah. he's he's six. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we did the Kid Venture thing. I, for him, like obviously he was like wanted to do the helicopter. Just ever since I mentioned it, he's like that sounds cool. Yeah. And so we waited the two hours for it. I'm really glad I brought the iPad to just keep him coming. <laughs> yep. Just keep him entertained while we waited, and then you know we got to do the helicopter, and he got off, uh, jumping up and down. Nice. And then I tried to take a video of it to send to the family, and he quieted right down as soon as I tried to video him, you know, like right. typical. So, but he was really excited about it. He thought it was the, you know, the coolest thing. You got us new photographs uh, of the new, newly uh, located Camp Bacon. Uh, yeah, I have Presently a couple of those. Camp I'm going to post those probably when we get to the airport or something tomorrow. Very good. That was um, a good photo, too. It's perfect. Yeah, there's a couple other ones. I got a bunch of them. Okay. Because we flew right over the campsite. Yeah, great. I'm um, just basically take off. Um, you kind of do a loop around the museum and then just come straight over where yeah. the new Camp Bacon is. So, uh, you know, he took a little video or whatever from his camera, but then he was just looking around the whole time. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's his first time in a smaller aircraft at this point. Did you have him um, on the end or the center? He was in the center. I asked yeah. him if he wanted to be on the end, and he was like, nope. Not at that open door. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Aiden didn't like the, the end either, and then afterwards I was like, he was like, I was so worried it was going to fall out. And I'm like, you had a seatbelt yeah. on. He's like, oh. We'd all have to go because we're all attached to this seat yeah. with a seatbelt. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, he thought that was the coolest thing. Then we, then we did the kind of a walk through the rest of Kidventure. Um, he wanted to do some kind of like rocket thing, blast off thing where you build a rocket and then take it over and shove it off. So we took a number. And I saw on the screen, it was like, you know, something 70. You know, was the number, and I look at ours, and we're like 474. I'm like, all right, you know, we're like four away. Um, we're waiting for a couple minutes, and somebody called 375, and I'm like, wait a minute, aren't we 74? And I look down, and I'm like, huh? And the person next to me is like, is there really 100 people ahead of us? Wow. And the lady's like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we're not doing this. <laughs> we just waited for two hours for the helicopter. I'm not making you wait two hours for this like rocket thing. So he went out to the like. You control. should try Disneyland. Uh, yeah, we've done Disney with him. It's fine. Um, we did the little like, uh, what was it the string remote oh, yeah, control yeah, thing? Yeah. So he line. went out and yeah. you come. control line. Yeah, I got to do the control line. Crashed it immediately. Oh, uh, you know, they started it again. Then he got the whole thing. But uh, that was that was basically all of Kidventure for us. Because after that, we went and um, Donkey took us to uh, Artie and Ed's. So oh, we had good. Artie and Ed's. Then. Um, I forget what we did when we came back, but Mark basically back. we've hit all the big parts of the show with him. Yeah. Um, in various stages, because it was very much a walk a little bit. We yeah. Need to take a break, walk a little bit, and find some shade and take a break. There you go. <laughs> so that that was you good know. way to pace yourself with a child. <sighs> well, he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, my feet hurt. I can't do this anymore." Oh, oh my god. Then you start whining, and I'm like, "Your young feet hurt." Yeah. 
So very different show for me, but um, it was cool. And every time, you know, I was yeah, every time you have a break or something, I talk to him a little bit, and, like having fun. And turns out, yeah, for the most part, he's having Good. he's having a lot of fun. He's enjoying it. I asked him about. today. I said, "Will you come back next year?" Yeah. And he said, "Yes." Okay. He wants to come back next year, but he also wants to go home and see my daughter. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Hey, look! At the end of the week, I want to go home too and be in my own bed yeah. and have a real shower." So I, I will say the two days back at the ranch oh. were really nice. Felt refreshing. <laughs> yeah, porcelain and laundry facilities and yeah. showers and all. Not showering with other people is really quite a luxury. I, I know Mark and Chris. You don't experience that in your current at least i hope you don't experience that in your current facility i slept on my couch this week and i tell you it is an upgrade from a a, i don't know an air mattress mattress or a cot or a hard cot i guess but uh so but i do just miss being here overall even though the the pain that comes with um that not not great nights of sleep and whatnot but uh the camaraderie and just hanging out with everybody and staying up to whenever it is you yeah, know. I mean, uh, that's been the thing I've been thinking about is like, yeah, I'd be, I don't particularly like the camping aspect right. <laughs> necessarily, right? I've, I, like, I've, I've got a 35 and a half foot fifth wheel with a beautiful uh, bed and bathroom in it. That's how I camp nowadays. And yeah. I really enjoy that. Yeah. I, mean, I would love to do that. But um, to me, it's really just being around everybody yeah. and hanging out um, and being able to do that with Owen and have him seemingly enjoy it. So that's good. That's half the battle. Yeah. Glad he likes it. I uh, I think you waited to the right time instead of trying to bring him earlier and stuff. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think it would have gone as well last year. Because yeah. um, I was I was actually amazed. I was thinking today. I was like, I didn't have one meltdown in the middle of a road somewhere. Good, <laughs> you know, because I was expecting it. I was expecting yeah. a couple of those, and and we didn't really have any. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> there have been other challenges, but it's gone pretty well. That's good. I. Uh, I went and found and talked to uh, a Vemco for insurance and was just kind of asking them how partnerships and, and insurance works. And and I don't, do you have any in, any idea of how that works for your club, per se? So we've got a we've got a ninety person club, and so they aggregate. You know, they want to keep track of how many instrument pilots do you have, how many commercial pilots do you have, how many ATPs do you have, and that yeah. kind of. So they have CFIs aggregate statistics, and, yeah. CFIs. Um, and that is what contributes to our overall rate. And you guys do run this as a club, not an equity partnership. Is that it, correct? It, it is. It, it, no, it's an equity. It's an equity club. So it's it, it's. Uh, I've got. I own a share. Okay. Um, in it. So okay. you upfront, you make an investment. You buy one ninetieth share of all of the fixed assets in the club, and okay. that's what determines that's how that your. Works. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I talked to him about it, and I said, I said, okay, this is great. I'm not going to be able to remember all this. Do you have it on your website? And so he sh- I go, can you just show me where to go find it? So he showed me the difference between um, a club setup versus equity ownership setup of mm-hmm. just like a whatever. So, and, and at the end of the day, both sides of it, no matter really how you slice it, seems to come down to we're going to base your guys' rate on the lowest time pilot. At the end of the day, for smaller organizations, yeah. So, yep. Now, I'm sure that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sure that's gonna be me, <laughs> and uh, but I'm also the one who's probably gonna buy the plane and go find the other pilots to bring into the equity ownership of it, yeah. which will be higher time pilots. <laughs> and with and with small ones, I know this may come as a shock, but I know oftentimes what they do is because the lowest time pilot drives the rate, 
the lowest time pilot pays the insurance. Yeah, or the or the period. or the biggest percentage of it. Uh, most oh. folks that I know that have that, the low time, the lowest person on the poll yeah. pays the insurance. All right, we'll need to edit that out just in case any of these people <laughs> are actually are, are listening. One of our two listeners, right? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. leaving that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be writing the CCNRs of this uh, program, so don't worry about that. No. <laughs> so, anyways, so that was uh, interesting and kind of what I expected, but I just wanted to hear it from you know the horse's mouth, as it were, uh, as how that worked. So I assume that's kind of what it was going to be. So, um, you know, plenty of uh, plenty of um, uh, vibrating seat vendors and beds in there. I found um, and. Uh, uh, you know what do you call wind chimes? Yeah, plenty. And the, and the, wind socks. They were yeah. really, they were really starting a few years back to hammer down on these non-aviation related vendors that were actually in the hangars. Right. And I, I feel like they're the, all back. But I kind of miss the ladder guy. <laughs> the ladder the guy. Ladder guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He had the folding ladder. The folding stuff. ladder yes. guy. Yeah. I miss him. Uh, I, I have to say, he was a staple. You know. It was him and. Uh, who was the guy that was the one? Jerry's the, one Jerry, man band. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace. Jerry. A, I think they're still playing his music over there. They right? are at <laughs> yeah. that one because we walked by today and yep. Dougie was like, "Is that?" And I'm like, "I'm pretty sure that is because that's, that's where he was." That's Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good deal. Well, um, shoot, I can't really think of anything new. Um, I'm, I'm sure I've done a lot more than I can even remember at this point. I, I just wanted to add our, our all from all of us, our deepest condolences to the uncontrolled airspace folks and the family of Dave Higdon, uh, who passed away this week on Tuesday. Um, it, it, Dave was a, a luminary in the field of aviation podcasting and in, and in a lot of other things and yeah, journalism and, was, and, and, and journalism, you name it, right? And it was a joy to have him here at Camp Bacon the last several years. Yeah, and he'll be he'll be sorely missed. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Speaking of that, I I um I did actually uh, make it down to the Brown Arch to get my obligatory yearly photo. And uh, and found uh, found the stone that we got for um, for Glenn. For, for Glenn. Yeah. Uh, that was really cool. Um, he so passed away earlier this year, also. I yeah. Think we mentioned it. Well, on a it's been a very hard year. For, yeah. For I'm about done with all that, if to be honest. But no more. At least not this year. Yeah. But uh, everybody stay safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, yeah, 100 uh, percent. Those sentiments right there. Uh, we're gonna miss uh, miss Dave. Uh, hopefully hopefully uh, uh, Jeb and and uh, and and um, um, Jack Jack uh, continue to be part of the, the Camp Bacon group uh, when they uh, come back to Oshkosh in, in uh, future years. Though, uh, anything else before we wrap it up? No. John, do you want to say something? <laughs> I put him I on the spot. Have, you don't have my, I don't have my script in front now. Script it later. It's been uh, this is Oshkosh. We just like roll with it. Yeah, you know? there's that. Yeah. No, uh, you know, thanks everybody for listening. Um, sad to leave tomorrow. I really want to stay for the night air show on one more day. a short it's, one for you. It is very short, and it's uh, with a six year old. I think you're. No, it was right on the money. I don't <laughs> think I could <laughs> another day here. <laughs> it worked just, out well. Let's just qualify that Bingo. statement. <laughs> At least you got one of the two so, night air shows in, which exactly, is exactly that's special. So uh, we'll just have to get together again uh, in the next couple weeks and and. Do a formal wrap-up. Do a formal wrap-up and do that. But uh, for now, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, remember, make lift traffic cleared for the option.